good. Ah. Keep it going. Keep it going. Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Michael. Uh, with the it's Michael Morton. <laughs> Your last no restarts. We we keep it rolling. This is one continuous take. I don't know what to do. Uh, what do you do with your hands? I don't know. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's Michael, Nick, and Kyle here. What's up? Hey, hey. We just realized that we've never really properly introduced Michael on the podcast, so I told him, hey, you're going uh, to do the intro for us. <laughs> Ooh, that was a big fat fail. <laughs> hey, it's okay. <laughs> but no, you. I, I want everybody to know, though, what was your very first question whenever I told you that? What's the name of this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yep. What's the name of this podcast? It's the Walking Together podcast. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was going to call it the Gathering <laughs> podcast. Nope. That's just where we work. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but thank y'all for joining us. Um, this is another episode of the Walking Together podcast, and uh, I'm excited to be here with y'all today. So thank y'all for being here. And uh, Michael... You just heard his voice uh, probably for the first time, besides a few mm-hmms mm-hmm. in the last episode. <laughs> uh, but he's going to start joining us on the podcast. Uh, he hasn't replaced anybody. We're just adding him on. Um, and I don't know where Jordan has been, but he's been busy. I mean, he... he Jordan is actually you know, doing a warm project today. Wilmington uh, Area Restoration Ministry right down the road near Lowe's. Um, because it was close by, he decided to tag along, which is a cool thing. That is cool. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I, I feel like I need to use this quick minute just to dispel any rumors. I don't think there are any rumors, but in case anybody was wondering, Jordan stays really busy with mission stuff. <laughs> he's he's not just vacationing <laughs> whenever he does go somewhere. <laughs> he stays really busy. Jordan puts off a laid-back persona which is one reason to love him, but uh, he's actually a, a very hard worker. And if you if you spend any time with him, uh, you'll see his his heart is toward missions and helping people. And uh, it's a cool thing that uh, God has uh, put all these abilities and talents and skills uh, here right. for us to see and use and be a part of. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah the. Preachers only work on Sunday mornings is a myth. I assure you that. So, uh, no, anyway, thank y'all for joining us today. Uh, We have had several questions pour in uh, since the very first episode of the year, and we're going to start tackling them. Uh, Last episode was uh, catching up with John, um, who is in Pennsylvania, and uh, we, we got an opportunity to talk with him. Uh, This episode, though, is, is right from a question. Hey, uh, we received. got a question, guys. We actually we've had three. So. Look at there. Hey, so uh, I'm just going to plug real quick uh, how you do that. Uh, go to gatheringsurfcity.com/wtp, uh, and right there on the very front home screen, if you scroll down, probably two clicks or two swipes of the finger, uh, you can get down to the. Um, there's a little box where you can click it, and it'll open the form, and you can send a question right to us if you have any questions or comments about any of the other episodes. Uh, so that would be how you get your questions to us. Or you can email us, but I prefer the form. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, our question for today, the very first one of the year that we're going to answer, is from Audra. Um, 
So I'm going to read the question and um, then we're going to break it down a little bit by a little bit. Okay. All right. So Audra said, Hey, and glad you're back. Bobby's message the week of January 22nd stopped me in my tracks and my head has been swimming. Have we been praying wrong this whole time? And when I say we, I mean society in general. You hear phrases like power of prayer and prayers lift people up and Jesus intercedes. And I've always believed and accepted the will of God. If I prayed for something and it did not happen, well, I assume it is not God's will. But if something did happen, it's natural to think, well, my prayers have been answered or that prayer works. Like I or uh, everyone that prayed actually had something to do with the outcome. I thought it is God's will, but my prayers worked. Sounds very arrogant saying it out loud. Uh, she also continues, now I wonder, does God already know who can and who can't be saved? Does a sinner still have free will to repent and accept Jesus? Or does God already know the, uh, they will reject Jesus and are lost? Where does free will fit in this time? Or does it? Uh, then she says, thanks for the shout out and the podcast. Um, thank you. God bless. And does this submission look like spam reported here? All right. So there was uh, three or four questions in that comment. And I think we're going to have to break it up into probably two separate episodes. Cause yeah, because there's a lot to kind of unpack there. And just so y'all know, we have been going through a sermon series for the past six weeks called Faith and Discipline. And um, one of those messages in that series was the uh, question in prayer. Uh, hold on. Just praying, praying in faith was one of the disciplines. And mm-hmm. just that prayer is easy. Uh, it's easy to make a request. Right. The hard part is having the faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, is where that question came from, that uh, sermon that was preached a couple of weeks ago by Bobby. And the scripture he used was Matthew twenty one eighteen through 22 which is where Jesus is cursing the fig tree. You want me to read it? Yeah. All right. So it says, uh, and this is from the CSB. Uh, Early in the morning, as he was returning to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he went up to it and found nothing on it except leaves. And he said to it, "May may no fruit ever come from you again. And at once the fig tree withered. When the disciples saw it, they were amazed and said, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Jesus answered them, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you tell this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So that is kind of a loaded statement depending on how you interpret it. Right. Uh, Which is why Audra asked the question she did. Uh, So let's start with that first kind of statement and question she asked. If you could read it again or find it. Um, Let me see. It says, she said... Uh, the message stopped her in her tracks and had her head swimming. Um, have we been praying wrong this whole time? And by we, I mean society. And then she says, uh, you hear phrases like power of prayer and prayers lift people up and Jesus intercedes. I've always believed and accepted the will of God. 
if I prayed for something and it didn't happen, well, I assume it's not God's will. But if something did happen, it's natural to think my prayers have been answered. So what she's asking there is, what's, how do you know the difference? Or right. is there a difference? Right. Um, so I... I would have to say there is what prayer really is and then what prayer uh, has been assumed to be. So the long and short of it for me, because I like to make things simple because mm-hmm. it's easier for me to, to remember. Um, what is prayer? Prayer is just communing with God. Yeah. Right. So what is, what is communion? Hanging out. Right. Spending time. Right. Meaningful time. Right. So prayer is our access to God, which was given to us freely by Jesus' blood. Yeah. Um, so what happens when you spend time with somebody? You get to know them better. Bam. Right. You get to know them. And when you get to know somebody, that helps you realize what? What is somebody's will? That gets Right, right. You know? That helps you to understand the will of God, which mm. is just who God is. And I think the misinterpretation comes from not knowing God and his mm. promises and his will. And that is where society, you could say, has, has kind of all framed it as a whole. When you say prayer, a lot of times you automatically lump request with prayer. Right. Yep. And it's not just request. Not right. saying you can't make request in prayer, but if prayer is just communion, then your heart in prayer should be, um, I want to spend time with God. Right. More right. than I want God to grant me something. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, because so I heard a quote one time that said that we, uh, and, and it kind of helped really how I frame uh, prayer and make sure not to just, you know, lump up requests to him. Uh, you know, it says that we treat God in prayer typically. Typically, we treat him as our personal assistant rather than our boss. Ooh. So that's another easy thing to remember, you know. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, because the thing is, is like, if you think of it in that way, you're not just going to be lumping up requests to him, right? Because mm-hmm. he's not somebody who's just going to, do whatever you dictate he's the boss <laughs> and, and people that you know have a problem with authority I normally have a problem with that because you don't like somebody telling you what you, what to do or you don't like submitting right and but the the easy thing for me because i you know have have that rebelliousness spirit which comes from our sin nature as well but it helps me remember if I'm not willing to do that, then that is essentially making, I want to be God. I want to be my own God. Right. And I've tried that before and I didn't get very far. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a fool's errand. I mean, you, it, it will never end the way that you want it to. So tying that back to the scripture of the fig tree, uh, some questions that come out of that, by Jesus saying, you know, well, I, I think sometimes you wonder, well, what did the victory ever do to you for you to just right 
say, may no fruit ever come from you again. Well, in those times, or naturally, the, it says the, the, the fig tree had leaves on it. And most of the time when you see a fig tree with leaves, it should be producing fruit. Right. Or and, at least the buds. Right. right. Or and even even if it was just the buds in those times, people still ate them. Yeah. Um, so it should provide some sort of nourishment. Right. Um and because it wasn't, it was it was almost like a picture for Jesus in saying, you know and and some scholars or commentators have commented on it differently, but they say, you know, what well, he was speaking to the to the nation of Israel in reference to that. Or you could say he's just stating a principle right. of, you know, going back to what he said in John fifteen about the vine mm-hmm. and the branches, that if you stay connected to the vine and the branches should produce fruit. Mm-hmm. And it's not the branches only responsibility is to bear fruit not to produce it right the vine does that so the only the only way you're going to produce fruit is by staying connected communing close to right god yeah yeah and it's it's the vehicle for that right so i so that really does bring up kind of our next question then so uh talking about intercession and, and praying for specific things to happen, right? So if we know it's for communing with God, then what do we do with what he says about, you know, uh, you can do the same thing to the fig tree, or you could even tell this mountain to go jump and it'll be moved. So do you think, do you think what he's saying there is literal? I do not. Okay, why? Well, because I have never seen a mountain jump. Is that because you didn't have the faith? I don't think so. You don't think so? (laughs) So then what do you think he's saying? I think he's saying that whatever is in his will that we are praying for will and can be done. But it's also got to be God's will in it. If God wants a mountain moved, he's going to move it. Right, so you you ha- you can't get those things out of order is is I think what you're saying. Right, not so much that it's impossible for that to happen. Right, but that God isn't a genie. E- and, exactly. And, right. You know, he's not the personal assistant. Correct. So it is kind of a double edged sword. In yes, God can do the miraculous because He's God and He created it all. Right. But the whole point behind that was Jesus was trying to teach his disciples to grow in their faith and to increase in their faith. Right. And if you want something that big to happen, then you need to be that close to God. Mm-hmm. And not worry so much about the what that is going to happen, but the who and the time you're spending. Right. And that was the whole, that was the problem at that time because it said at the beginning of that text, early in the morning, he was returning from the city, returning to the city. So he went in 
to the city. And then they left and went to the town nearby. I can't remember the name. It starts with a B. Uh, Bethsaida. Or, so, yeah. I can't I think remember the name of the exact town. But they went and stayed the night somewhere. And they come back. And if you read that same Mark's account of the same story, it says they went. They had went to the temple first. And Jesus went in there mm-hmm. and did what? Was this when he flipped tables? Yeah. And on their way back, I think it was Peter who noticed the fig tree had been withered, Mm. is what Mark says about it. And however you read it, it is, um, what was I going to say? It is, it was a picture of that Israel had, was, relying on themselves instead of God. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it was a it was a condition of their heart. Right. Um and that they had made God's the temple, God's house was supposed to be a house of prayer. Right. Communion with right, God. Right. And they had made it a den of thieves. Right. Mm-hmm. They had marketed used God to to market and monopolize. Right. And uh, that wasn't God's will at all. Right. Absolutely. And so uh, so then the question is still, so how do we actually use intercession? Because well, I think we need to, to help people understand, to kind of help people understand what intercession is. Yeah. So whenever I say uh, intercession, interceding and... Uh, Ba- the idea is like standing in the gap, right? Like uh, praying for other people with other people. Um, you know, it's what we do like whenever we pray for somebody who's sick, right? We are interceding um, and asking for either healing or whatever. Like that's that's what interceding is. Um, so where does that fit in if, um, you know, if we're saying like it's got to line up with God's will? Um, because it's, it's something that we're told to do, right? Um, so I want to read Matthew 6, 5 through 13, uh, actually 14, no, 15, sorry, goodness. Okay. Uh, the Lord's prayer, but the very beginning of that, uh, five through eight is really important, uh, in that. So I know it's a long passage, hang tight. Uh, whenever you pray, so I do like that, it's, it's assuming, Jesus is assuming here that you're going to pray. So whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. If you have a Bible open or you have version open, I would highlight that. But when you pray... Go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, because your Father knows the things you need before you ask Him. Boom. Okay. Continuing on. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we, have, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their offense, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive you. 
I forgive your offenses. All right. So the assumption, there's, there's a couple of things I wanted to point out. First, there's the assumption that you're going to pray. Um, I think that's a natural response. And one of the things that we uh, actually didn't read in, in her question, but that she pointed out is whenever people say thoughts and prayers to, you know, family and whether they go to church or don't, or whether they're saved or don't, that's, that's a typical response that people give because it's almost a natural thing to do because whenever you are in a helpless state, you reach out wherever you can. And so Jesus knows that, like he knows the heart cry of people. Um, and so he's saying like, when you pray, there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Uh, he starts off by giving the warning about how not to pray. And that's to be standing uh, in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people because their reward is already there. They, they have their reward. Um, and I think that points out, I don't think that's condemning us praying like on a Sunday morning collectively, right? But rather the heart motive behind it. Um, because it talks about their, their many words. They, they feel like they're going to be heard because of their many words. So that, that is their reward. That is their reward. It's the being heard by people. It's not about the communion with God because continuing on in verse six, he says, when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. So it is about that personal relationship, right? So he's already building that foundation. It's not about for public appearance, which is, you know, I, I think we're all guilty of that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's more about the heart issue, which goes into, uh, talking about the fig tree and, you know, like what, what is being produced? Is there fruit, fruit being produced or not? And then where he actually tells us how to pray, um, there's actually a, um, an acronym that I've heard that kind of breaks down, uh, the Lord's prayer and it's called ACTS. Um, it stands A-C-T-S, ACTS. Okay. Uh, it stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Supplication just being intercession. Um, but it points out like there's a place for it. And the reason that it's at the end of Acts is because uh, prayer is not just for interceding, right? And I think that's one of the other really common misconceptions. It's not just to go to God and ask him for things. Because as a boss, with him being the boss, that's not what you do to a boss. Yeah. Um, I mean, the example kind of breaks down a little bit whenever you go into what the ACT stands for. Uh, but adoration, like prayer is also a place for praise, mm-hmm. right? Like prayer is a vehicle for um, giving praise to God for who he is and the things that he does, you know, past, present, and future. Oh, there's another ac- pray. There's another acronym: pray, p r a y, praise, repentant, repent, ask, yield. Mm. Uh, same thing. Yeah. Um, and I know that when you said that, it reminded me when you start thanking God for yeah. all the thing, all the little things, you start to realize how big He is. I yeah. do anyway, and just how you start to feel His grace and His mercy because you realize all the things that you get that you don't deserve. Right. Um, 
or that are not promised. Right. Um, we won't promise to wake up today. We right. won't promise that the sun would be shining today. You won't promise that your legs would work today. Right. And when you start thanking them for all those little things and start your day that way, it just puts me in a mindset of of humility, which also helps me to think of others more than myself, right. which is where I see God and experience mm-hmm. them. And um, that is why, you know, because what is, what is our purpose here on earth while we're here? It's to praise God, to worship. Right. And to tell others, right? Right, and right. That's our, that's our, pretty much our two objectives. Right. <laughs> and when you realize that all of it is momentary and temporary and, and, Compared to eternity, it really makes everything lighter, and I think that's why mm-hmm. part of the reason why Jesus said my my um, yoke is is light. My, yeah, or one something of the, like my burden is easy and the yoke is light, or something yeah. something like around there. <laughs> right? No, I, yeah, and I agree completely. Like, and the thing is too is for me. My intercession list for myself shortens whenever I start praising. You know, whenever you start yeah. telling him thank you, mm-hmm. and usually in that I'll recognize, well, crap, he's already he's already answered this, or he's in the process of answering it, and I just don't see it yet. And the thing is, is whenever I do ask for things that, uh, kind of like how Audra said, like sometimes you start to begin to feel selfish because realizing too, like God has a bigger and better plan for me and everybody else than I could ever imagine. And, and I'm not saying I do it well all the time or that I have eternity on my mind all the time, but when I pray like that, I, it reminds me and helps me remember or understand, have a little more discernment on why God is causing or allowing this mm-hmm. suffering or trial you're going through. And when, so a lot of times when I pray, I almost always say, God, don't let me miss what you're doing or right. God help us to see the opportunities you're presenting in the middle of this. Instead of just asking God, will you take away, will you take this away from me? So I, so, so I don't have right. to deal with it anymore so I can get back to my comfortability. God help me to see why right. you've, put me in this situation because and if you have eternity in mind you'll realize that this ailment or sickness or disease or trial whatever the case may be is God putting you in a place you wouldn't have been otherwise if you wouldn't have had that circumstance Mm -hmm. to do something that is going to matter for eternity Right. Yeah. Not just the next five minutes or the next year or however long it may be. Right. Absolutely. And I think whenever you whenever you do start seeing it like that, I think we're closer to praying the way that Jesus was actually asking us to pray. Because um, I, I know it in KJV. That's how I memorized it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, verse 10 
I'm going to read it again in CSB. If I quote it wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like that That's the desire, right? Like We don't want just more of earth and our desires because we know where that leads. Um, Adam and Eve were a great example of that. Uh, you know, but whenever we're ask, actually asking for God's will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven, and that's perfection, that is peace, that is justice in a way that this world will never know or understand, um, that that should be the goal, right? So uh, I think kind of that, that does lead into the next question that she has. Um, and basically the, the point being like, so how does whenever you're interceding, how does prayer actually work whenever you're interceding? Because, so we have verses like uh, James 5. Um, I'm going to flip to that real quick. So the question would be, do we affect God's will? Right. Uh, and that's a really big question. Uh, and it's got some uh, heavy theological connotations that a plethora of books have been written about. Um. But, I mean, all, all we can do is go to Scripture, right? Like, that, that's I what think it reveals. Scripture makes it pretty simple when you boil it down. It does. It does. Um, so, let's see, James five thirteen 13 uh, through 20. Okay, it says, Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Both of those are prayer, right? Uh, is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church. Uh, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer, and this is the key verse, okay? This is the one that brings up a lot of questions. Uh, the prayer of faith will save the sick person, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. Uh, Elijah was a human being as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the land. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the Lord produced its fruit. The land produced its fruit. Um, my brothers and sisters, if any among you stays from the strays from the truth, and someone turns him back, let that person know that whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save his soul from the death, uh, from death, and cover a multitude of sins. So there's a lot in there. There is. Um, but I think it helps answer both questions of when do, you, when, when, you, when do you claim the power of prayer and do we affect God's will? If you, One of the questions I had in what you just read, or I think that people would have, would be when it says Elijah was a human being and he prayed earnestly that it would rain and it didn't, it isn't just saying that if you make a request and you earnestly do it for a long time that it'll happen, but right. why Why was he praying for that? You remember? What was it doing? What was it doing to oh, the, there, pe to the was, people by it not raining? Right. It it, um, <clears throat> it was causing reliance, right? right. Because um, they had stored up the grains, right? Yeah, and, and what was it causing them to do? It was causing them to trust in the provision of God. Correct. So that is why God granted that intercession, if you will, of Elijah. Right. 
it wasn't just because Elijah wanted to see if he prayed that it wouldn't rain, that God would do it. It was because of Elijah's heart behind why. Right. Yeah. And I think, so this is something that we talked about a, a while and actually had some long conversations about before we uh, have ever sat down to record this podcast. But um, talking about how, you know, we, we read that, uh, and again, I'm memorizing in KJV, but the the prayer of a right the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Um, cause there's, there's a couple key words in there, right? So we can really focus on the, the fervent prayer. So that doesn't, that fervent word gets me to initially before I spent the time with God and his word to, to realize, but fervent to me, it sounds like, you know, kind of, gritting your teeth and white knuckling and really bearing down and right. getting into it and getting down and dirty with it. And like, the, the harder I pray, the <laughs> right. more it's going. If it ain't sweating, <laughs> it ain't working. Yeah. But that's not necessarily what he's saying. Right. Um, because it's something that you and I talked about too, right? It's the fervent prayer of a righteous person. So what makes a person righteous? There is only one. Right. And, and the only righteous, the only righteousness only comes or, or came through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's only found in communion with him. Right. So to answer that question of what makes you righteous is spending time with Jesus and realizing that it's not you, but it is God. It's right. Jesus. Right. So it's not necessarily that you are righteous, but that righteousness is coming through you. Right. Uh, an easier way for me to rationalize that in my mind is kind of like, um, when Jesus was on the cross, it isn't so much, it's, it's more that it isn't so much that, you know, you, you just have a kind of a get out of hell free card, but it is that Jesus, you were, you were on the cross. We were, we were mm -hmm. supposed to be on the cross and God, Jesus came and covered us up. Right. And God sees that in us. Yeah. More than it was just a, What's the word? It was more than it was just an just a an act on our part to say a prayer or make a request that God do this for us, and now we're just imputed with this righteousness. Right, right. If that makes any sense or helps you kind of understand, yeah. So. Let's keep going <laughs> through th th working through this verse. The power, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful in its effect. So why then? So, it, it, so this is a big conversation. Uh, part of the big overall conversation that we've had about it. Um, one of the questions that I brought up to, to you and, and Bobby was, um, does the fact of us praying cause things to happen that wouldn't have otherwise happened? I don't think so. Why not? Well, just like, uh, was it Abraham or Lot? I can't remember. That what? That asked for, 
Um, oh, to be for people to is be it in spared at Sodom and Gomorrah, or is it before Exodus? It's is it in the book? Of it's in Exodus. Yeah. Yeah. So when Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be destroyed, and it's Abraham, right? Yeah. Yeah. Abraham, you know. God says he's going to destroy them, and, and Abraham says, well, Lord, what if there's 50 righteous people? Will you spare them? And he says, right. yes. And he says, well, what if, <laughs> right. what if there's 40? Says, yes. <laughs> right. And I believe he, 30, 20. I believe he gets all the way down to 10. Uh, and he keeps on and on. He feels like he's making God mad. Right. And people, you could use that to justify, yeah, well, the power of prayer works. <laughs> right. But it wasn't so much that... Abraham was affecting the will of God as God was showing Abraham how merciful and graceful he is. Right. Mm. Which I believe helps answer the question of it isn't so much that we affect God's will, it's that through prayer and getting closer to him, we get to see a clearer picture of what the will is. Right. And it draws us closer to him, not... Jesus came down. We didn't go up. Right. And Jesus tore the veil from the top, top to bottom. To bottom because it wasn't something we could do. Right. 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 And so and that's where verse 16, the way it's structured really does uh show how prayer works, right? It's that no, I'm sorry. Not 16. Which verse was it? Oh man. Are you talking about the James or... Yeah, the James. Uh, Oh, okay. It is 16. It's the second part of 16. 16B, if you were writing it down. Uh, The prayer of a righteous person, the fervent prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. So... What's the effect? So that's good. Um, But I think the structure, like the fervent prayer... So we're told to pray. Jesus expects us to pray, right? I think that's the same kind of command as like go and baptize, you know, go and share the gospel, go and um, teach and disciple, right? It's one of those commands that we have because it's good for us. So just going back to Abraham, what was the effect of God doing that? Well, it changed Abraham's heart. Right, and it began to prepare him to do what? To leave. Not only to leave, but what happened with Abraham and his son? Yeah, yeah. And Isaac, yeah. God God foreknew that was going to happen, and he was preparing Abraham's heart to have that faith. Right, and the reliance. And so prayer really then is the act of faith. Prayer is an act of faith, Right. Uh, that causes us to come in, to line up and come in line with God uh, because that's the the righteous man part in verse 16, right? So the fervent prayer, the praying continually and communing with God continually to line us up with God has much effect. And what effect are we looking for? Is it what we want or how Matthew 6 presents it, right? And that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. At the end of the day, we want God's will to be done. But the only way that we're going to see it, and not with physical eyes, but spiritual eyes, 
right, have the spiritual vision for it, is by lining up with him and communing with him continually. Yeah, that that uh, really opened my eyes when I realized my heart in prayer right. in the beginning. And that it just goes back to when you think about who God is and that he's the creator of all things. Right. Much, much smarter than I am. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and when you realize the in, intricacies of God, the intrinsicness of God, the detail, you realize there's no way I can be God. Right. There's no, I don't want to be a terrible God. God. Right. We'd all be sucky gods. So his plans are better than mine. Right. So that causes me to have to submit. Right. And so, and the thing is too, is because I think that answers the reason for the first um, three letters of the acronym ACTS. I don't remember what all you said pray was, but um, so we are still told, it's still a command to pray for others, right? That's how... Um, five thirteen, um, in James starts right. Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Uh, Fourteen says, "Is any among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him." Uh, because I think some people may still feel like, okay, well then, what is the point to pray to to intercede for others? Uh, it's, I think it's just as easy to say like it's it's a command that we're to pray for others because. Well, what is the effect of praying for somebody else when you're praying in that mindset that we've just explained? Right. It, it is It is the act of faith that it sees draws God. them closer to him. Right. Or to have faith. Right. More it, than it does taking something away or adding something. Right. Exactly. And uh, there's an old Brad Paisley song that I've oh. always loved. I'm not going to sing it for oh, you. Oh, man. <laughs> If we wouldn't get a copyright hit, I would put it in the end. But I'll tell you what it is and link to it in the uh, episode notes. Um, oh, hold on. It's called Sometimes the Answer is No. Ooh. Uh, but it, it was like one that. of the add-on songs at the end of like, I think it was Mud on the Tires oh, album. okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, he, he says in it... Um, Basically, rest assured that uh, even, let's see, it was one of the outtake songs. Oh, man, hold on. Oh, okay. Maybe it's. I had to find it. But well, the whole what idea, was that? That was the outtakes. It oh. was. It was. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. I didn't know if it was the intro to the song or something. No, nah, I had. I had to find it again. I'll link we'll, it in the show. We'll notes. find it and put it in part two of this podcast because we still haven't 
got into the question of does God already know who's going to be saved and free right. will, which is another big, uh, deep theological right. question uh, that that takes a little more time to answer than just uh, it's it's kind of a both and right. question than it is a. And really, I think it'll try and I think it'll tie into one of our other questions that we've been given is uh, talking about propitiation. That was another one. So big words. Yeah. But rest assured that God always hears prayers. It's communing with him. It's just sometimes what we ask for, the answer is no. And we should be praying for his will. Which goes back to the point of the of Bobby's sermon. Um Praying is easy. Having faith is hard. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And something my grandpa used to always say, you know, the title of every message could be, it ain't easy, but it's simple. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So true. So true. But, all right. Anyway, I think that's all the time we have for today, fellas. I think we all have to get going. Yeah. But, um... I hope this has answered some of the questions because uh, the thing is, is I don't want prayer to feel useless. I don't want it to feel like a chore. I don't I don't want it to be any of those things. And I'm not saying that anybody is actually thinking those, but it, it, maybe in our heart of hearts I it don't, could be something. I don't think so. Like you only know in your heart when you're having faith and when you're not. Right. And, and God knows. But I know that uh, when you faithfully, I know that when I faithfully do this, I experience God and he gets realer to me. And yep. uh, it just blows my mind. And uh, I know you, you'll experience God when you start looking for those opportunities. To Absolutely. Absolutely. But, all righty. Well, I think there's a great place to end it. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Michael, you want to close it out? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, but no. Oh, man. Aldra, thank you yes. for the comment yep. and the questions. Uh, they were a blessing to me. And yeah. really just helped me dig in a little deeper. Yep. Yeah, same here. Like, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it was good. It, it it made us have a lot of conversation in the office for several weeks before recording. So I appreciate it. If uh, if and uh, for those of you listening, if you have any um, comments, questions, prayers, needs, any any of those things, uh, Kyle can tell you how to drop them in there. That's true. I can. Well, hit us with it now. Okay. <laughs> oh man alrighty y'all well thank you for hanging out with us again today this has been uh, really fun just like it is every every time we get together Um, yeah so uh, this was an episode based on a question and guess what you have the ability and option to give us a question as well if you want to hear us talk about something uh, specific uh, or answer any questions that you may have um, we would love to hear from you uh, like I said, we've already got a few, um, but we'd love to have a couple more questions that we could answer too. Uh, so how you can do that, you can go to gatheringsurfcity.com slash WTP. There's a form right there on the very front page that will uh, explain how to go about uh, doing that. Um, and it'll come right to my inbox and I will share it with all the guys. Uh, so, if you have a question, again, gatheringsurfcity.com slash WTP. Don't forget to subscribe. 
um, wherever you choose to listen to this at. Uh, it really helps. Uh, it boosts some numbers uh, and lets other people see it. Uh, also, too, don't forget to share and like it. Well, I guess you can't like it, but you can share it. You can like it. Just there's no thumbs up. But anyway, uh, just, you know, go on and give us an honest five star review. If you think it only deserves four, just give it five anyway. It would be much appreciated. Anyway, guys, thank you. I hope you have a great week. Have enjoyed listening to this episode and are looking forward to the next. I sure am. I will talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye.